paranormal freaks out there it is i golden jay hanging out with the rocker chick and jay dub and just logan <laughs> <laughs> it's just logan yeah how's everybody doing we are absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. do you believe that right <laughs> sure <laughs> it's a wednesday night Per recording, and we're just, it's just been a glorious, fantastic fucking day. Hmm. Has it? <laughs> has it? You betcha. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, enthusiasm sounds a little manufactured, but you know, whatever. Listen, listen. Uh, the, the mo- my morning was a little rough. It was a little busy this morning. I seemed to get every stoplight and, uh, had a had a van full of stuff that I don't normally deliver, and uh, you know it is what it is. It was a Wednesday. Yeah, that's fair. I mowed, and then I had deliveries too. So you mowed? Yeah. Oh God, I probably ought to do that also. Yeah, grass is grass is super high, and we've got corporate coming to count our inventory next Tuesday. So ah, uh, the dreaded inventory. Hey, listen, <laughs> it's all counted. I did my part. Now the boss <laughs> man has to walk a corporate person through there and count stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hands off for me. I just got to make it to next Wednesday and then I'm on vacation. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going, you guys are doing the Renaissance. Uh, yeah. Festival? Is it a festival? Yeah, it's the Texas one. It's the biggest Renaissance festival in the United States. Right on. Wow. Yeah, they, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's all built up. All the structures are out there are permanent. So they have all these buildings and taverns and it, it really, it's like walking like into, medieval times just you know minus all the plague and whatnot (laughs) it's really if if like you ever come to visit when when you do come to visit that is always that would be any time from november till i think uh, not november uh october before october too actually uh all the way till the end of december it runs and uh they do every week every uh week to have a special theme so this week when we go is all Hallow's Eve. So it's all Ooh. Halloweened up. And nice. then the weekend after that is like Barbarian. And then they'll have like Pirate Weekend, which people love Pirate Weekend. Our, I love to be talking like a pirate. <laughs> That's actually a pretty decent pirate boy. <laughs> but I the- spent uh, one pirate uh, talk like a pirate day. Uh, this has been years ago with a little uh, pirate hat that said Captain Mudbutt. Like, I be Captain Mudbutt. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very fun and long day. But yeah, I talked like that all fucking day. Yeah, but the problem is when you you talk from like doing voice acting work and everything, when you talk a certain way forever doing stuff, like you get stuck in it and for a little bit afterwards. And it's it's god-awful. It's it's true. I I uh I, I used to spend a lot of time working on my uh, Russell brand in like hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Poppy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm out of snow, the rock stall. No. Oh, good lord. <laughs> but camping's the best part out there because camping is insane. They've been doing it since like the early 70s, and it's like the thing that brings all the money to the town. So you know cops and nobody messes with anybody out there so it's just it's just wild it's fun well you said there's taverns and stuff all the way around there so basically you just walk around with your uh big old um pint of ale huh well it's actually the campground is on the property but it's separated because they don't want drunken campers going into the (laughs) festival place at night (laughs) but there is there there's clans that have been there so long that permanent structures built like this one camp is called call of booty 
and oh, yeah. nice. they're the, they do naked Jenga is their thing. They have these giant Jenga blocks and it's like they light a giant fire and like they have this whole section built off and then there's all sorts of wacky camps out there. Like anything you could think of, it's out there. There's one called Nottingham or Nottingham and that's like a weird S&M camp. <laughs> so oh. it, no, it's crazy. It gets wild out there. Listen, uh, this might be something that I would like to go see. I'd like to see naked Jenga. <laughs> Wait, hey, is that hey, is that like the point where the nakedness you want to see is not the nakedness you're yeah, gonna see? Uh, it's uh, it's a grab bag, you know. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, and there's nothing like getting flogged by a stranger. So you know, <laughs> we're ready for it. It's exciting. <laughs> um. So we are here in Vamptober. This is the actual final episode. We are going to have a chiller filler on Halloween for you guys. Plus, don't forget this coming Saturday, the other side with me and Logan talking about Vamptober. (laughs) Yeah. So really, there's still a lot of vampire content. There's still, (laughs) still a ton left. And um, and then, of course, you know, we'll be back to uh, on November 1st, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program of cryptid, creepy and paranormal. Uh, I do believe that's your episode, isn't it? Yeah. So I hope you guys are enjoying Vamptober. Um, I know that uh, I've listened back, you know, I live them, I, I record them, I edit them, I still listen to them and I enjoy them every every time. I still laugh at some of the stupid shit that uh, the rocker chick says, but you know, it's just a, it's just a good time. Oh, please. <laughs> I listened to the rocker chicks today. It was good. I, while I was mowing is what I was listening to. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you find that it was a nice, calm, um, like ready for audible type voice? Yeah. And, uh, I had a, I came away with a whole different take than you and J dub. Like I didn't think, uh, the father vibes didn't come to me. Like that guy gave me like creepy spirit away your kid kind of vibes, not like dad vibes. <laughs> and I think that kid was something else entirely. And oh, I think, I, that's yeah. why, I think that's why the vampire liked him so much. That dude, that kid was giving off like weird, like fae vibes talking to animals and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you. I think that's I, why th- he was so attracted to him. There was, there's a lot of different takes to, I think you could go with and, you know, when in in the final, you know, in the final bit, you just kind of ponder it for a long, long time. Yeah. So I forget what was, what we were talking about at one point. I'm like, why didn't I say where's well, oh, when we were talking about uh, what vampires do in their coffin when they're when they're, you know, during the day, what are they doing? And you're like, oh, they're coloring. <laughs> and I was like. How come I didn't say where's what they did like the where's Waldo book? (laughs) I spy. How are they seeing shit in there to do any of that? Well, don't they have night vision? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's fair. Yeah. I imagine coloring with night vision would be tough. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's green. Yeah. (laughs) Or their night vision is like our day vision. Yeah, that's fair. that is true. You, I mean, I've never been a vampire before, so I don't know. I, I'm I like, not 100 sure. I like to think like the fancier vampires like have a whole mausoleum so they can like see and stuff still. Yeah, that would That's be like uh, if you got to pick out real estate, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know that when when I finally, uh, you know, head to the other side, I, I'm getting a mausoleum out back. Oh, are you? Yeah, right out there yeah. by the volleyball court. I'm Who's gonna get a mausoleum. Back? It's going to have electricity and uh, direct TV and for, internet. For who? For me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are just going to roast me and throw me in a coffee can. That's <laughs> yeah. All said and done. Is I've that what you room. want? Yeah. I've got a Megazord up there that I love. It's a carrier Zord. It opens up. It's a toy. And they're just going to put me in a coffee can and slap me in that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got spare parts for it. So if something breaks, my kids or grandkids can slap a new part on it. We keep on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> J-Dub, is that what you want then too? Yeah. Yes. I don't want anything special. Yeah. Do you have like a, a special box. can picked out or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bucket. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TSC bucket or something. You want a KFC bucket? TSC. Yeah, just KFC would be better. Think about that one for a minute. A KFC bucket. I mean, do you actually clean it out or is it still got some chicken remnants in it? It's got some chicken in it. It's still going to smell like chicken. Did you ask who was going to build it? Yeah. And I, I pointed at Bobby. Oh, oh that's what you were doing. She builds everything. Yeah, but who's going to hold her measuring tape? <laughs> the, her the new ghost. fucking boyfriend? What are you talking about? <laughs> the ghost of Golden Jay. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. just saying her new boyfriend. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty replaceable right away. I'm just saying. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're awful. Oh. Would you mourn me for a long period of time? I sure would. What kind like of question long? is that? Yeah. How long? I don't, know. I don't know. Would it be like days or years? Probably years. Would it be years? Yeah. Aw. On the bright side, you never shut your mouth and you record it all. So <laughs> anytime you. she misses you, she can just turn it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any one of them out of the 12 podcasts you're on, she just has to pick one. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. So she's good. What do I want? Do I want paranormal Jeremy or do I want murder Jeremy or do I want review Jeremy? <laughs> Why did you say review Jeremy with that voice? Review Jeremy. <laughs> uh, well, I was she, more than likely will just pick cheap Jeremy because then, you know, because she, I talk about Travis Kelsey so much and that's what makes her actually happy. Somebody who's upset about this whole Swifty thing, that's the rocker chick. She just, uh, She's so upset about it. She can't believe that uh, she missed her opportunity. Sure am. Sure am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep I think up. He's a little with, too young for me. I don't keep up with sports ball. So the only reason I know that that's even a thing is because they mentioned it on Saturday Night Live last night. <laughs> with my boy Pete Davidson on it. Dude, that was fucking hilarious. Did you guys catch that? That whole uh, deal with the sports center and Pete Davis, they flashed Pete Davison at the Philadelphia game and he's all dressed in pink and like, she's not here. She's <laughs> not here. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and Keenan Thompson is playing Jim Brown, the leader and Howie and Howie and Jim, Jimmy Johnson and all them are still like, well, we've got our friendship bracelets. And I mean, it's a whole fucking shebang. And they go, finally, we're going to go out and talk to somebody who wants to actually talk football. And they flash over, and it's Travis Kelsey. And he goes, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm looking for... Uh, we we didn't... Uh, let me ask you this. Row, row. We didn't... We didn't... Did anybody bring one of those? I did. Did oh, you really? Yeah. Shit, I'll quit looking. I you had a couple of them. All right. Well, uh... What do you got for me? Let me ask you this. I want each of you to tell me one animal that a vampire can turn into. Let's start with J-Dub. That they can or that I would like them to? No, that they can. That you. I bet. I knew it. You stole <laughs> mine. Check. You Logan. have a checklist? A wolf. Check. You stole mine. Jeremy. I, uh, a wolf and a bat and me uh, 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 a crow. That wasn't on my list. Damn it. A squirrel. That was damn it. Uh <laughs> um uh I feel like I'm taking a heavy shit here. It sounds like it. <laughs> Some something that you hate but bigger. A rat. Yeah. I hate mice. I fucking hate mice. Pick a rat. There were three other things on the list, and that was an owl. See, I was gonna say owl, but I was uh sure. no, a I really fox was. and a moth. A moth. A moth. Why you just smack him? I know, right? <laughs> you could have said David Boreanaz, Jeremy. You oh. missed the opportunity there. You could have said that. Yeah, well, you know, David Boreanaz is a fucking puppet. 
in uh, Angel was the yeah. best episode ever. You mean Smile Time? Yes. Uh, I love that episode. One of my favorites. Do you not? Do you ever watch? Do you ever did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel? See, yeah. we we grew up on that. Grew well, up on it. You're already adult. I grew up on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. But when they made the transfer over, then Angel went on to what L.A. I think, right? Yeah. And um, one episode, he got turned into a puppet. So here's da- David Boreanaz as Angel as a fucking puppet, and it yeah. was it was the oh, best wow. episode ever. Full Muppet. It was it was great. Was fantastic. Yeah. You need to really go back and watch like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel because uh, yeah, Buffy absolutely. had some amazing episodes. Yeah. I've been going on a big kick, and I'll get into it in chiller filler. But I've been going on a big kick with Buffy just because all the vampire talk and everything. So yeah, that's uh, um, it's it's always good to go back to Buffy. I I don't uh, um, yeah, we're we're doing some adjusting here. Sorry keep getting this little funky sound in in my headphones but um it it it'll be all right it'll be fine <laughs> i would have thought they would have changed into like a snake or a serpent or something that, that wasn't on there but it, yeah. all like nocturnal creatures though yeah Owls, ma- i did i've never heard the moth thing like the big ones i've heard is the rat the wolf and the oh, of course the bat like well, obvious, yeah, bats the like the obvious one. <laughs> I was like, pick me first, pick me first. I'm gonna say bat. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. <laughs> well, as soon as she pointed at me, all I could think of was Hotel Transylvania when he's like, I'm a bat, I'm a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I do not say blah blah blah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Damn, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again. It's been a minute. I haven't watched the second or isn't there like a third one also. The last uh, one, uh, Adam Sandler and uh, homeboy that plays Paul Blart don't come back to voice. So, oh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. They don't come back to voice them in the last movie because they had some kind of dispute with Sony or something like that. So hmm. huh. their whole Netflix deal didn't work out right. Huh? Well, no, I think it's had some it might have something to do with the Netflix deal because it was Sony that he had beef with. So. Right on. Who knows? Who knows? Somebody wanted me to do a cartoon. I wouldn't argue with them. All right. So are we ready to get into this story today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to give it my best. It's been a while. On <laughs> 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 the research end. Uh, on the the case part of it and everything. I've I've written down some research because like there was another case I wanted to do and that's been done for a while. But we'll, we'll see how I do. All right. We're... we're we're excited in all ears. Do we get to make funny of the way Matt and Bose used to? Oh, I mean, that's that's the only way I'm going to feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, J Dub, you're up. Go get him. You get to be the maker. Maker. You get to make fun of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suck any words up or anybody's name. No, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's absolutely going to happen. I'm going to trip over my own writing and everything too. So I got to <laughs> multitask here. So we'll see how it goes. But this uh, this week, my case is going to be about the New England vampire panic and the case of Mercy Brown. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever heard of Mercy Brown? Yes. See, look at that. See, if this was Matt and Bose, they'd like, no. I was going to say no. We're I cool. Like I, I yeah, was going to say go. no. I don't. I don't know. I'm about to look liar. You know, Mercy Brown. You don't know. I'm about to find out. All right. You are about to find out. But you're going to find out a few more things before we get to mercy. All right. So what we got here is uh, tucked away in the deep woods of Exeter, Rhode Island. Now, remember that name because it's going to pop up a lot in a bunch of different cases. Is a small cemetery about 50 square foot containing 25 graves. And underneath one of those unmarked graves lays to rest Sarah Tillinghast, a young woman who was said to meet her end at the hands of a vampire. Now, do you guys like what we know as vampires nowadays is the whole fangs, the sucking of blood and everything. Oh, and the sparkle and the sparkle. No, no, that's your vampire. That's (laughs) not not my vampires. My vampires don't spark. My vampires can't go out in the sun. Oh, sorry. Uh, But back then, uh, the vampire was more often than not basically a spirit that was haunting people. Hmm. 
and draining them of their basically it was a spirit that would leave a corpse go out and do the blood sucking and then come back and to the corpse's body so the corpse really never even left the grave back in the day and then eventually it became like no now they're getting out of their graves and coming to suck blood and everything and sharp teeth that kind of got by bram stoker's dracula and everything that's kind of what made that a thing right um but the story goes as this late one night in 1776 there was a well-off farmer with the name of stuckley one night the father of 14 had a disturbing dream in which half the trees in his orchard began to wither away and die as they bared black fruit right in front of his eyes this dream would revisit Stuckley over the next few days, coinciding with his eldest daughter, Sarah, becoming abruptly ill with consumption, now known as tuberculosis. Shortly after Sarah's burial, the health of another daughter began to diminish, just like her elder sister's, but this daughter claimed every night she was being visited by none other than her deceased sister, who would climb upon her, causing her extreme pain at night by laying on her chest at night. Well, that would suck. Yeah. Well, and like that, like some, a lot of people like nowadays, a lot of people would say like with a heavy chest right, and something like that at night would be, uh, my brain's not going to work right mm -hmm. now. Because I'm recording. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> come on, spit it out. Come on. Uh, the, I'm not gonna be able to do it because do, I'm a, uh, do you hear that? Is that the DeLorean getting fueled? Yeah, up? No, no. Uh, Come on, like sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. There you go. You're sleep welcome. Paralysis. You're welcome. You. Yeah, sleep paralysis is what a lot of people would associate it to this day. Seeing something in your wake, like you're barely awake at night, seeing something putting pressure on your chest because you can't seemingly move. See, people my my problem is, is is I can see Bobby putting the pillow on my face. I mean, I you know. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. C continue. <laughs> Shortly, shortly after his second daughter passed away, more and more of Stuckley's children would pass in the same manner. But the real panic began to set in when Stuckley's own wife and his eldest son started to claim that they were also being visited by Sarah at night. With just, a sh with just short of half his family dead, Stuckley realized his dream about his crops wasn't a dream at all, but a prophecy or a premonition about the dark forces taking half his family away. At this point, Stuckley and all of his neighbors turned their suspicions to the undead. His neighbors rallied together, and they pressured the family into exhuming the corpses of all six of his deceased children to look for signs of vampirism at work. Ew. And at this point in time, this was completely legal because uh, they're, in, they're in a small town. This is technically considered heathenistic area. Even though, like, we're getting close to the creation of the automobile, like, towns like uh, Exeter that are farther away from, like, bigger cities and communities, most of them weren't, like, uh, practicing normal, normal Christianity, and they would operate off of town elders. So, exhuming the graves was completely legal. As they examined and dug up the graves of the corpses one by one, everything seemed to be normal. That is, until they got to Sarah's grave. The first child to die, her body was seemingly preserved unlike her siblings who died after. The girl's eyes were open and her nails and hair had grown. Upon tearing open her chest, they found fresh blood in the girl's heart. Oh. Back then, this is to the town folks, this provided pure fact that Sarah was in fact killing off all of her siblings. To end this threat, they cut out the heart and burned it on a rock right by her grave. They reburied all the children and Stuckley's wife seemed to miraculously recover. But his son, being too far gone with the consumption, succumbed to his illness and was the seventh child to perish, bringing a completion to the father's premonition of losing half of his crops. Oh, wow. Uh, well, they, wait, they, they had 14 children? Mm -hmm. 14 kids. Man, they, people bred like crazy back in the day, man. Because well, like you got to think how many kids would die <laughs> and then how much help you need around the farm. Free labor. True, and I was just thinking they didn't have Netflix to stream, so what else was there to yeah, do? Yeah, no TV. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. That was their their entertainment. <laughs> but yeah, he dreamt that he lost half his crops. If his wife would have perished, it would have been more than half, but she managed to pull through. But his son, being young, didn't make it. So, like, some people weigh it into, like, no, he, it fulfilled his premonition. 
other people lean towards, well, of course the adult could pull through. She's been around longer, has a better immune system compared to the small child that hadn't been around that long. So another tragic tale uh, in Exeter was the young fa- was the young family. Levi and his wife Anna had a bountiful farming uh, a bountiful farm that made tons of profit back in the day, growing native corn, potatoes, onions. While Anna made preserves out of blackberries that were renowned throughout the town and even other townships, their oldest daughter Nancy, who was 19, ran the farms. Uh, financial books uh, basically was their accountant. Until in 1827, she fell ill with consumption, and she laid ill in her uh, in her bed. She she couldn't get up and around anymore. So her younger sister took over her job as the accounting for Nancy. Unfortunately, in April of 1827, Nancy died of her affliction. Not too long after that, Nancy's uh, younger sister, Elmira, became ill. But as much, but at a much like slower pace. She, uh, there's, there's as, ter- as far as ter- tuberculosis goes, there's like your normal slow burn tuberculosis, and then there's your galloping tuberculosis. And unfortunately, with uh, Anna's case, or not Anna's case, uh, her older sister's case, Nancy, she had the galloping consumption, so she died relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is stuff that they wouldn't know about at the time, but later on, as you know, science and healthcare and everything advanced, we would learn about these things. I would uh, think that uh, with with tuberculosis, though, that's got to almost be a uh, a blessing in disguise to have the 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 fast the fast run of it yeah it's because back then like if you got it like the chances of you surviving was next to none and like you like we said like uh it was a really slow burn disease which ended up with like not to get gross or anything but ended up with you basically coughing up your lungs because it just like they started like schlepping off in there and everything um so Levi called upon all the best doctors trying his best to not lose another daughter, but none of the doctors could beat the strange illness. One day, upon checking on his daughter, she told her father that her sister Nancy had visited her in the night, depicting her sister as so pale that she almost glowed as if she was an angel. She said that Nancy told her that soon her pain would go away and she would be with Nancy again. At this point, Levi abandons conventional medicine and begins to lean into the folklore of evil spirits. He went to the town elders and presented them with the case. And to his surprise, the elders agreed with him instantly. They said that it was foul play of evil creatures and the vampires must be driven out to save his family because they said that soon as they were done claiming his youngest daughter, that they would move on to his other children. Right. A group of town folks accompanied Levi to the young graveyard. The group was led by the elder Nathan Doc Lennox. I'd like to note that Doc was not a real doctor, but a self-proclaimed <laughs> doctor of the folklore. <laughs> kind of like one of the seven dwarves guy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> As most of the group gathered the young family in the woods, or to bring them to the woods, the other mounted townspeople were gathering wood for a giant pyre. Levi alone took it upon himself to exhume his own daughter. And according to local papers, the man refused to let other people help him as he carried his daughter from her grave to the pyre. He said he wanted to carry her one last time. Uh, Once they got to the pyre, he threw her on. Uh, They burned her corpse up while they made sure that the town and the young young family members stood around to purposely inhale the fumes to get rid of the ailment. Now, this goes without saying. Uh, but sick children with tuberculosis probably shouldn't be inhaling a copious <laughs> amount of smoke. True. And especially uh, burning, burning, rotting corpses. I would yeah, think would no. be, yeah. Uh, Awful. this is, this is not help whatsoever with any kind of lung ailment. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, shortly after, unfortunately, Elmira still died. And in the following years, the youngs would lose several more children to the same disease. So did they I, did they also uh, proclaim that they saw somebody one of their siblings come to them? None of the none of the other young children ever said anything about having a family member visit them. Right on. But uh, they basically lost all their kids in the coming years, but both the parents were fine. So I imagine that's got to be pretty pretty bitter, especially since you and the town gathered around and dug up your firstborn kid to go burn her in order to save the other children and it didn't pan out. Yeah. 
So I can, I, as a father, I couldn't imagine <laughs> anybody convincing me to dig up my kid, let alone doing it. And for no reason whatsoever. But well, like I said, just the, just the thought of losing a, a single child, let alone, I mean, that would be damaging right there in itself too, is, you know, yep. but if you had a chance to save one of your other children by doing that, I think that that would be, uh, something that you would so, really consider. So this was the same town, right? As yep. the other family, was this yep. after that family? Is that yeah, why was, the elders were like, yes, we're doing this? Yes, it was after it was a couple of years after, but okay. it was definitely after. And like okay. you said, uh, this is actually that town, uh, is actually where mercy Brown's from too. And mercy Brown is almost what, like the last case that I was talking about was in 17, something mercy Brown's case is in 18, uh, 1892. So oh, wow. quite a bit of time after. So it, that town, it's like I was saying earlier, it's these, these towns that were farther away from the cities and like all this other stuff that kind of did their own thing back in the day, mm -hmm. because around the time that the mercy Brown stuff's happening, um, we already have our first automobile. Ford's already made the first vehicle and people don't really associate. Like I imagine as I'm talking about this, Listeners are thinking, oh, this is way back. But like I said, this is right when we, we have working electricity in cities. We have uh, the first automobiles coming out. And we still have towns in the United States that are digging up corpses to kill vampires. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, no, they're so far <laughs> removed from each other that it's night and day difference. Because like these things would get out in newspapers. And then they would go to big cities like uh, New York and Boston and stuff like this. And they would basically just like be newspaper articles poking fun at these heathenistic uh, farming communities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, oh, can you believe this? This morning family dug up their kid to try to save another kid. And just, you know, which is it's just awful to think that they're getting blasted like that on in newspapers and stuff. Because like you were saying earlier back then especially with not knowing like not having medicines and cures and everything these practices like killing a vampire was their idea of medicine they're like this is how i'm gonna save this kid mm -hmm. and then to get made fun of for it after you've already gone through the traumatic process of having to dig up one of your children in order to try to save your others and then still lose those kids is uh it's, it's just salt to the wound really right right for sure so does this town still exist today? Yeah, it's still out there. You can this the first graveyard I was talking about is you could you can go out there and visit it. There the tombs the graves are so old where rain has basically beaten any kind of names off of them at this right. point. So you can't like go pick out exactly where this person was buried, but they're all still out there. Nobody made a map of that. Nobody actually has a uh, the I'm town sure. doesn't have a document saying which plot belonged to who. Well, back then, a lot of the graveyards <laughs> were family owned. Family, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was on the property. You bury your family on the property. So, like, they didn't think to be like, "Oh, I'm going to map this out because in the person that's burying them's head, it's like I'll know where it's at because this is my family member." Right, right. And eventually, gets lost with time and everything. So there's no there's no real telling at this point. So, uh, so these were some of the first documented cases in, in vampires in New England and were likely the catalyst for what is now known as New England vampire panic, which most of the cases came from the same town, but New Island or New England as a whole had tons of cases just like this. These were just the more documented, like I was saying before, they ended up in newspapers and everything like that. Right. There are many cases I could dive into, but I'm going to be telling you the most famous one, and that is the tale of Mercy Brown, the supposed inspiration behind Bram Stoker's Dracula and other pop culture vampires, such as stories like The Interview with the Vampire, which uh, I've only seen Interview with the Vampire once. Great movie. I've only seen it once. So I cannot for the life of me remember who uh, the little girl's name was in that movie. I know the actor was uh, Kirsten Dunst, right? But mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the character, but her character was based on Mercy Brown. Oh. Uh, so this is back in Rhode Island again. This is also in the town of Exeter. And but this is in 1892, 1892. Um, 
this is the most renowned case of human ex see this is where i'm gonna fuck up a word ex ex <laughs> oh she's looking at you <laughs> of a corpse to perform ritual banishment of the undead what was that and word again exhumation exhumation <laughs> exhumation they dug her up they exhumed her they exhumed her there mm-hmm. i gotcha <laughs> She's staring you down right now, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Once again, this tale is similar to the one of the family plagued by consumption. Also in the town of Exeter, Georgia Mary Brown's uh, family had been rattled by several cases of disease. Mother Mary Eliza was the first to pass. Shortly after, their eldest daughter, Mary Olive, died in 1884. Then in 1891, daughter Mercy and son Edwin contracted the disease. Mercy had galloping consumption, so or galloping tuberculosis, and she died abruptly. She basically got diagnosed, and she was dead in like three months. Uh, Edwin had the disease and was going at a much slower rate. After this amount of loss in a short time, seemingly only plaguing one family, friends and neighbors began to suspect that one of the family members might be a vampire and that they plan to finish off Edwin next. The neighbors at this point basically forced the poor father to approve the exhuming of his family's graves, and he did, begrudgingly. He didn't want to, but at this point it was mob mentality. He didn't have a choice. Uh, they also had uh, the town's doctor uh, agreed to overlook the procedure. Uh, he did not want to. He referred to all the townspeople as heathens, but he wanted to make sure the bodies were treated with as much respect as possible. Uh, this took place in nineteen or not nineteen eighteen ninety two. Fuck, if that happened in nineteen ninety two, that'd be rough. <laughs> <laughs> his his wife and eldest daughter showed the normal signs of decom. I'm just gonna say decomp. I'm not. I'm gonna mess up the word otherwise. Decomposition. Yeah, there you go. Decomposition. <laughs> <laughs> But Mercy showed almost no signs of decomposing, and her heart and liver were still full of blood. This was all the town needed to claim that the girl was a vampire, clearly overlooking the fact that the girl died in the freezing month of January in Rhode Island, when the ground was so frozen they could not dig her grave at the time. So they stored her in an above-ground crypt in the winter, which basically acted like a refrigerator, holding back the effects of decomp decomposition. Uh, yeah. Good job. Nice, nice. In mid March, they had just finally been able to break ground and bury the girl. So basically, she had been in a refrigerator for months. So of course, she's not going to show the signs that you would want. But right. they weren't thinking about that. The townspeople then uh, tore out and burned Mercy's heart and liver, and mixed it with ashes. Mixed the ashes with water, and had. Mercy's brother Edwin drink it. Ew. Yep. Gross. An attempt to cure the boy. Two that's months like later. <laughs> Kool-Aid uh, powder. A, that's not a flavor of Kool-Aid I'd want, man. <laughs> this is like that sounds like horrible, but back then they made ash cake out of cremated relatives for the family to eat at funerals. Oh. So this wasn't like disgusting to them. Nowadays, like we it's pseudo cannibalism to us. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what. But unfortunately, after drinking the tonic, Edwin died 2 months later. Uh leaving behind his father who never contracted the disease, he lived until 1922, just long enough to witness the cure for tuberculosis. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are those are my cases of it's a different it's a different case of vampires. Um, but all three happened in the same town. And those are just three of them. Because if you look up New England vampire panic, there is a giant list of what are considered victims, even though they're already dead, being dug up and horrible things happening to their bodies in order to prevent stuff. And it seemingly never worked. Out of all three of these cases, I told only one person seemed to pull through, and that was a mother. Mm. All the kids still passed that had it. So, wow. so uh, the, this almost kind of plays into uh, the Rocker Chicks last episode 
with kind of uh if except a little bit different obviously you know they they saw the ghosts of their of their siblings come back and basically kind of drain them whereas hers was a stranger who came through that kind of uh, kind of drained his energy yeah and like you know how vampires are depicted as being like pale but like uh handsome or attractive yeah, I know that's I get I get accused of being a vampire yeah. all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um blush was actually created back in Wild West times because people wanted the look of consumption. Because when you had that disease, you became pale, but your cheeks were flush with blood. Oh. So you had red cheeks. So people wanted that look without, you know, dying slowly. <laughs> so they started to mimic it. And so I think a lot of like tales of vampires and stuff are associated with tuberculosis and consumption. So in their eyes, they're like, oh, their faces are so pale, but they're so pretty. Kind of all falls into the same line. Even with Rocker Chick's tale, this was a guy that traveled constantly and probably had a better immune system. So if you're looking at it, the skeptic side, it could be said that he had possibly had consumption or tuberculosis and uh it just made him look more appealing and everything but you know he met this young kid and the kid and spent all this time with this kid not to mention kissing the kid on the mouth which big old red flag (laughs) (laughs) which dad was dad was definitely just like no he's cool he likes books too you can kiss my son on the mouth that's fine (laughs) so like he wasn't kissing the daughter on the mouth as far as we knew, or the dad, as far as we knew, whatever they did in the library is their business. That's uh, true. They were together a lot alone. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the kid passed away and like, I'm just something hinky was going on there because like, even if the guy wasn't a vampire, he sure did split when that kid was dead. So yeah, hmm. but there there's tons of cases out in that area. There's actually one case that like, I think was in the 1900s where they found uh it, it was actually sooner than later it was like it was i think we might y- y'all might have been alive when i don't know about me oh uh, but there was yeah, a he bunch was called of, you old jen there was a bunch of kids that <laughs> found a skull out there and then upon those kids find the skull the skull got dated and they're like no this wasn't a recent murder this skull's over like 200 years old and upon looking that area they found a whole family cemetery that was hidden buried away and so hmm. they exhumed all the graves and when they exhumed one of the graves one of the coffins were red and had uh initials put on the front and an x on the front and when they dug up that grave the body had been decapitated the chest bones had been cut open and removed. The head was put in the chest with two arm bones in the shape of like basically a Jolly Roger, you know, skull and crossbones. And then hmm. upon doing research, they found out what family it was. And that was another case of vampirism. That body was con- uh, was basically said it was a vampire. But by the time that they did it, the body was so uh, decomposed and that there was no heart. So they had to go about it a different way. And they're like, okay, well, he can still get them, but we don't have a heart to burn. So what we have to do is cut off his head, put it in his rib cage. And the X was basically put where his heart was because that was supposed to entrap the spirit down there. And that poor dude's body still hasn't been reunited. They reburied all of his family that was buried out there. His ass is still in a museum. Oh, oh wow. wow. So yeah, he doesn't get to go <laughs> rest with his family. So his body has been technically desecrated twice now. Wow. Hmm. Rude. Don't yeah. desecrate my body. Okay. I just don't don't <laughs> mix my ashes with water or Nesquik or eat it in a cake. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Oh yeah, because it's gonna be some Kool Aid, baby. That, that can that cannot taste good. <laughs> They're gonna play naked Jenga on yours. No, watch That's fine. Out. That's fine. Just don't eat me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask. But yeah. That's my case. I went the, I went the, TB route with mine. Nice. As I said back then, people people panicked. Like they didn't have a cure. They didn't know exactly what was killing their family. And when family members stop dropping, people get squirrely. And you know, you'll do what you can, whatever you can do to try to save somebody. And then you have to live with it afterwards. Unfortunately, I wish that that would have worked out for those families more. I wish it would have saved some people. 
or anything. Cause like I said, now those parents have to live with knowing what they did and it didn't help nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, and back to what I said before about the fact that, you know, losing a child period is not, not something that you take lightly, let alone losing seven of them. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. No, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And, and, uh, you know, the depression and, and all that. What, what are you, what's going Nothing. on over there? The, these like, two, Logan, I'm telling you right now, these two, they keep me on my toes. Leave them alone. <laughs> I'm just saying like, Start. if it was no. like five years ago, we <laughs> didn't have the fear that they had because like back in the day, if somebody coughed, everybody would like look at them sideways and be like, oh shit. Oh, shit. All, I, I did that in 2020 in the Myers. I said five years ago, we didn't have that, but we went through a pandemic. So now we kind of have a feeling of like the fear of like somebody cough. And then you just look at them like, where the uh-huh. fuck you been? <laughs> <laughs> Except like back then they didn't have nothing but their neighbors and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to think about like the, the closest I can like even relate to that is like back when we were in Atwood, uh, we'd get to go visit the one the one room schoolhouse uh-huh. that they had out there, and then they would make us do a week of like uh New Frontier fucking schooling where they're <laughs> like, let's come sit in this uh sit in this unair conditioned one room building and do your schooling <laughs> and get an idea what it was like in uh the pioneer times, and it was ass. <laughs> Well, did we, I know I did, uh, in elementary school, did your class go to the fort in Fort Wayne for a field trip? Did you, yeah. you, you went to, you never I, went, I don't think I so. Don't, I don't think so. But again, Atwood schooling, like we could, we could barely afford to go to the zoo. So. Uh, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. You guys had a gym that was a weird shape too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be shaming people over weird shapes. Man. <laughs> um, the fort was that way where you, you know, you had to walk over uh, it was the ladder. It was, it was steps that went over top of the actual wall or whatever. But once you got inside, you kind of felt like you were in old, in olden times or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Spring mill is that way too. If you go back down there, it's uh, to the, to the mill itself, you, you can walk around and there's people in there still running fires and doing blacksmithing stuff and, and, and old stuff like that, which is kind of cool. But um, I can't imagine having to do a whole class in a little one room. <laughs> it was for a week, man. They bust us out there every day. And you, and it, I mean, I mean, it definitely taught me something. I was like, I appreciated my air conditioned classroom uh-huh. for one, but like, and also you get away with a lot less when everybody's just in one small ass room. <laughs> <laughs> now think about uh think about that because now what was the size of your class that went there because it probably wasn't very big was it no i had uh, in my third grade class i had all of eight kids now <laughs> yeah so it oh wasn't, wow it was like i said that yearbook is a sad ass yearbook right? <laughs> there's there's a reason that place closed down because they're like i don't know should we keep this open for 27 kids total I'm like, eh, uh, yeah probably not. <laughs> So now think of think of your one class in that one room and now think of 14 kids and a mom and dad living in something probably just a hint bit bigger, mm-hmm. but probably not by much. Yeah. And I imagine there was a lot less getting new kids and a lot more having less kids. He'd be like, where's Timmy? And be like, oh, he got the TB. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you know, okay. All right. Well, that's who, who gets his uh, slice of chicken tonight. <laughs> yeah. Basically, but yeah, that's I terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it's just like, if these are the cases that got reported and we get to know about now, just think about all the ones that didn't towns mm-hmm. that didn't have newspapers or reporters in it. And like the crazy shit that probably happened in all these other small towns that just didn't get reported on. Right. Like I imagine there was way more cases of like what now would be considered like ritualistic, uh, I don't want to say sacrifice because people are already dead, but like just rituals happening all throughout the United States in a time where, like I said, we already had electricity. And like, like I said, a lot of people, when this stuff comes to mind, they think like, oh, this was back in the day before lights and this and that. And like, this stuff was going on a lot longer than you thought. And I'm sure, I mean, I know for me, 
in Houston, I talked to Golden Jay about this. It was one of the things I originally went reported on, but then I was like, I live barely an hour and 30 minutes away from Houston. I don't necessarily want to make people angry that might find me. <laughs> there, there is one of the biggest vampire communities in the United States that lives in Houston. And they have balls and they rent out whole hotels and like, so they have money. Not and balls they, like balls. Yeah, like, they got balls. Like they balls. have like they have ballroom balls dancing. Balls. Yeah, yeah, no. after yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't do a thing on these people because like they have money and they're only an hour and thirty minutes away. <laughs> the vampires might find me. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I wouldn't tell them your exact address or anything. I probably well, no, but they got money. They can find out where I live. I'm, <laughs> I've yeah. name dropped so many things throughout the podcast. They can find me. <laughs> they're like, he's in this area. We'll get him. But there's just there are people that are fully convinced that they are vampires and they literally legitimately drink blood and they have like high up like people in the community that you wouldn't think of. The amount of people that are like high up dentists that are in vampire communities is creepy. And they're like they're like he's a, he's a great addition to our vampire clan because he's a master level dentist, so he's a master level fangsmith, and he's just sitting there mm-hmm. drilling out human teeth to be fangs and they're like this is great for biting into blah blah like actual the storage units they use for blood like the bags like they drink from those and not like through the straw part they bite into them like a fucked up capri sun (laughs) 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 and and like it's i know like if they're it's like that blood's been tested and whatnot but still like yeah that goes back to your homegirl that you reported on, Jeremy. Like just like drinking oodles and oodles of human blood. Your iron has got to be through the roof. <laughs> that takes twenty eight people to fill a bathtub. <laughs> I'm surprised she started drinking like homeless back then because like there's so many diseases back then, and she was uh-huh. risking it on the dirty folk when she was was basically royalty. Uh huh. She was rolling some dice there. The fact that she lived as long as she did is impressive. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's it. But you know. She might have had a mental illness to begin with. So might of might of well, you know, it wasn't a scientific fact that she was mentally ill. It's uh just, no, we I'm just kind of look sh- at it. I'm pretty sure generations and generations <laughs> of inbreeding is enough, like well, she was yeah, she that, was born that way. She yeah, was to, raised to that know, way to be that way. To know yeah. her chromosomes were all muffed up up there. So <laughs> her DNA was one strand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like Unfortunately, she got dealt a raw hand in uh, genetics there. So still a shit person, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. This whole month has been very interesting to kind of go through all of these uh, all of these stories and, you know, the different avenues of what we might consider to be a vampire. I mean, you know, uh, Bethany never actually you know, drank blood out of a person. She drank it out of a mug. As far as you heart, know, I heart blood on it. I mean, I mean sure. She had a specialty mug. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, it did. I think at one point I did state that she did bite the yeah. flesh off of a couple different people, but um, I don't um, even want to think about the texture. That just makes me the Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just think about, uh, um, I don't know, pig skin. If you were just to bite into, uh, no, 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 thanks. It would probably be unless the same. It's, unless it's fried in a bag labeled pork rinds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me some pork rinds, baby. Watch out. Oh, right now. <laughs> oh, no. Like you're like you're saying vampires as a whole. There's so much lore. And it even goes back to the rocker chicks question of like what animals are associated with vampires turning into. There's so much lore throughout time. And like there's actual traces to being the first case of vampirism uh, is tied to vampire cows. There was a man that lived out somewhere, somewhere out in Europe. I can't remember exactly. And he claimed he was one of the first people to claim that he was assaulted by a vampire. And he was worried about being turned into one. So they suggested that he dig up the grave of the supposed vampire, cut off his head, and cover himself in the blood of the vampire. And the towns, like, it was half and half. Half the townspeople were like, yep, you're cured. And the other half was like, no, you smeared his blood all over you. That just completes the ritual. You're a vampire now. And so when this dude died, he was a cattle farmer. 
and people, you know, were like, he's dead. Let's eat his cows. And so tuberculosis hits this community and people start dying and they're like, oh, we messed up. Clearly he was a vampire. He was feeding on these cows and we just ate a bunch of vampire cows. <laughs> now people in our town are vampires. We don't know who's the vampire. and That's why we're all dying. <laughs> that was one of the first cases in America where they were like, this is vampires. And it was all because of supposed vampire cows. Vampire cows. Vampire cows. It reminds I, me of the book from when I was a kid, uh, Bunnicula, which was the mm-hmm. vampire bunny. Oh, man. I forgot about that. I remember that book. I can't forget about it. Bunnicula and Hank the cow dog haunt my dreams. <laughs> Rent free in his brain forever. Yep, for the rest of forever. <laughs> so, so vampires are everywhere, man. Like uh, from vampire cows to the sparkling, sparkling Collins to vampire diaries and Buffy and all sorts of stuff. Oh, the vampire diaries. Oh my. What's the other one you guys like? The uh, originals, the originals. Yeah. Listen, if you want, you want sexy shirtless people, you go to the CW a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. For it. <laughs> this is the handsome man department right there. That's where Jensen Ackles lived. Ooh. Yeah. That's a handsome dude right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen. Um, I'm gonna get a don't haircut fight it. and look like don't him fight here. it. Yeah, don't fight it, Golden Jay. <laughs> it's just I fact. can't fight it. It's number one on her hall pass list. You know that to be a fact. It's number one on my hall pass list, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a handsome dude. And he's short too. For a short guy to be that handsome. But you can't be handsome if you're short. It's it's a little harder. It's a little harder. <laughs> for men, it is a little bit harder. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Oh yeah, that was my story. Nice job. It's good. Yes, nice good. job. Got to get I got to get a little less rusty. It's been a while. It has been a minute since you've uh since you've uh, done a done an actual research and presentation. I think you did a good job, man. It was good. I think my last one was a ghost train. I think that was it. Oh man, does it go back to that? Yeah, I think so. It was Spectre Moose and Ghost Train. Right on. Yeah. Oh yeah, the old episodes now, the archives of, yeah. of United States Paranormal. It's hard to believe <laughs> it's almost been two years of this stuff. We were—I uh, was just talking to the Skywalker. The the Court of Books and Booze is about to hit their one year mark. Can you believe that? Nice. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to t- tune in for them when they do Goosebumps because I can handle Goosebumps. I can't read big big books. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be all about milk and cookies. No, I like, I watch, I listen to milk and cookies because I can, I can read those. (laughs) I don't have the attention span for a series of books that are like this big and that go for like the closest thing to that is I read odd Thomas, the series by Dean Koontz years and years ago. And I read all those, but that's as, that's as close as I get to it. Um, I actually cheated and uh, did the entire throne of glass series on audible. That's not cheating. There ain't no way I'm reading that that much that quickly. That's not cheating. That's fair. It was was actually a very good series. I mean, I enjoyed it completely. I think Audible all depends on like who is your narrator. Because I I just have a hard time listening to books where it's a guy voicing like women character. Uh he He doesn't even change his voice at all. (laughs) because <laughs> you know when you're reading it in your head like your your head does like different voices for you yeah. and then meanwhile you got this guy be like hi i'm barbara and i think you're super attractive and we're just like <laughs> you're not wrong you're not yeah, wrong it's just, it's or just, it's or just you can even flip that on the other side when it's a female voice reading and that and then she does a male voice and you're like hey <laughs> hello like, there <laughs> how are you today <laughs> Hi, you Barbara. You want to go to my room? You should get in the Audible, J Dub. You did a good job there. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with a British accent. Please, sir. <laughs> want some more? It's all, it's That's all nice. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, uh, just so you guys know, uh, we're going to release these uh, next two episodes. Uh, today's episode is going to be on YouTube, uh, full video, so you get to see everybody. And you can watch Jen just rock, 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 rock away. The, uh... I have to. I have ADHD. <laughs> but also notice that Jen is wearing her brand new Vamtober t-shirt. It looks good in person, let me tell you. Um <laughs> 
where you can also have a kick-ass Bamtober t-shirt, just go to the United States of Paranormal.com, click on the merch button, and it's all right there. Easy peasy. Yeah. It is easy peasy. And you heard Golden Jay, like he wants a fancy mausoleum. I do. And I need you guys to buy more merch so I can afford this fancy model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So come on. I just noticed that there is a creepy ass peekaboo doll sitting next to Jay. You like that? I know. I keep Not looking at him bit. up there. But listen, if you guys watch on YouTube, you can see the creepy peekaboo doll or you can see my fancy Halloween. I, I love the Halloween. Yeah. I, I yeah. love the trick or treat doll back there. That, mm-hmm. What is his my, name? That's Sam. Sam. Yeah. And I made this tombstone, which I learned from my parents and Golden Jay and Aunt Bobby. Back in the day, they made tombstones. <laughs> uh, I also got my Frankenberry Crocs sitting right here. Yay! Uh, and I did not even Halloween, notice them. My Halloween three action figures, because it's awesome. And I got my little Ouija board pop figure guy. Nice. <laughs> and then I got Frankenberry sitting over there. So. <laughs> hey, do you want the story on the peekaboo uh, doll over there? Is it because of that house and that's near town that has the two creepy ass peekaboo dolls? No, no. And you know what breaks my heart? The lady who owned, the lady who lived there passed away, so the peekaboo dolls are, yeah, are it's a done. Yep. Yeah, in the window anymore. Yeah, man. Like so, I mean, assuming family didn't get her house, then uh, I don't. I don't think uh, anybody wanted to keep with the tradition of putting the girls out and dressing them up and doing all that. I'd buy that house and I'd keep up the tradition. Uh, What's wrong with that? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought about it for a second and then I thought that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But I do we drove up there uh, a couple weeks ago and uh we we noticed that they weren't in there. So I didn't wave. I would wave at the girls every time I went by. <laughs> yeah, you gotta piece them so they don't come to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know what happened at the other house. You never waved at the little girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. anyway, fair, enough. So. fair enough. No, the peekaboo doll is actually been there since Dolltober. Oh, it needs to go away then. The rocker chick brought that out just to fuck with Alicia. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> booty's hanging out. Oh, yeah. You got to have a little booty boot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dolltober. Dead and gone. <laughs> I love Daltober. I love Vamptober. We're having a blast with these things. Booty juice and hootios. <laughs> you better start thinking about what you're going to do next year because it is hard to rhyme things with Tober. I already got it worked out. I already got oh. it in my head. I'll, I'll run nice. it by you later. Nice. <laughs> I was wearing my Daltober shirt the other day while I was out and about. Yeah. Yep. I've got a Daltober <laughs> shirt and then I got the Poor Brothers Brewery shirt, which Poor Brothers Brewery is also dead. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I strutted into fucking Meyer the other day like wearing my uh, Golden J United States of Paranormal t-shirt like I was actually fucking Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to grow Jeez. the mullet back out. You know, I, it'll be fun. Dude, He's working on it. it is, we are, look, look, we are so close. Listen, I firmly believe in grow it while you got it. <laughs> well, why not? Believe me, I have some long, luxe, l- what is it, luscious hair right now. Mine's, Kayla braids mine because I don't know how to braid. Mine stays in a braid. Kind of <laughs> I keep my sides shaved because I don't know how ladies do it with the long sides that always sticks out. It drives me insane. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. That's why I wear a hat. Yep. That's yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Like I said, go check out the United States Paranormal.com. Go check out the merch store. Vamptober merch is up, and it's only gonna be up until Halloween, October 31st. It is coming down. So get in there, get yourself a, a beanie, a poster, a t-shirt. That fucking hoodie is off the hook. So get in there and uh check it out. And, and if you like something, please uh Please send an order and our way. Anything ribbed? And we might have uh, a ribbed <laughs> for your pleasure. <laughs> Where is my list of? Uh, I could have. I, 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 I want to note that I could have deleted rib out of the fucking item <laughs> listing, but I was like, no, nah. no. <laughs> a it's ribbed name. knit beanie. That's yeah. what. Nice. Uh, yeah. So listen, get you a rib knit beanie of uh, Vamptober, and while you're at it, you know, buy a van- buy a yeah. The other side T-shirt because uh-huh. you know why wouldn't you? It's nice. And Every of course, you look you at could... it, you'll think of Logan. 
<laughs> Listen, well, that's that's a sales pitch I'm going to have to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I hear my voice is soothing. I got an email. I, I, I yep. heard that. Yes, absolutely. Don't get it. Not, not even a little bit. I don't like hearing my own voice. I don't get how other people want to. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, she has been an amazing listener, and uh, I hope she's enjoying uh, Vamtober. Uh, she emails all the time. She likes all of our posts. She comments you, on our posts. How do you say her name? Yahira. 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 Say it again. Say it again. Yahira. <laughs> Let me tell nice. you, you would look great in some United States Paranormal merch. Ooh, good job. <laughs> hey. Good job. Say her name one more time. Yahira. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, Vamtober. We hope you guys have enjoyed the month. And don't forget that on Halloween day, we're going to have a special chiller filler. I'm sorry. We're going to have a special chiller filler. Listen, yes. you you have the guy here that does the voice. Okay, go ahead. The voice hurts, by the way. I don't <laughs> recommend doing it for long. Time. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I might be, you know, too hydrated to do this. Listen, he just, he built himself up. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. It's a false bill. Don't be a it's, a false, it's a false bill of sales. It's a, <laughs> the all new United States of paranormal. Chilla. Filla. There you go. You want to cough every time you do it? <laughs> That's why I only, I don't do the whole thing. I just do chilla. Filla. And before chiller filler, you will have you the other side. Where you can come listen to me and Golden Jay talk for two hours about two. God knows what <laughs> and all the cases in the previous month. It's true. It's yeah. true. Nice. Uh, we are going to have a special guest on this uh, month's uh, other side. So tune in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Ozzy Osbourne. So that's- <laughs> oh, <laughs> go listen. Hey. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> His daughter looks younger now than she did when the Osbournes was happening. Absolutely. She looked good. You see her in Jack's special? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Talk yeah. about vampires. Somebody needs to be looking into Kelly Osborne. <laughs> it's true. Just saying. Oh, plastic looks- surgery. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sharon's, I think, Mine was come more out spooky, right, but- J-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're out. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Keep it spooky. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal. Check us out at the United States of Paranormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter at T O S O P P O D. At Instagram at the United States of Paranormal or Facebook at the United States of Paranormal or YouTube at the United States of Paranormal 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs Fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And... If you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.